Welcome to another episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. As always, I'm your host Yusuf. Today's episode will be interesting to say the least. I'll also be joined by a regular guest, actor and entertainer Zazu. So whatever you're doing while listening to this, I want you to listen closely and prepare yourselves because it's about to get real. So without further ado, let's get started. Zazu. What it do, baby? <laughs> three weeks in a row, bro. It's a three-peat. Back to back to back. That's how the Raptors are going to do it. Nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> they already... They lucked out. They lucked out and got their uh, their championship last year, bro. That asterisk championship. Please. Well, then put an asterisk on uh, on all the... Uh, on LeBron's um, championship. Put an asterisk on on the Cavs no, champ on the on the um. What do you mean? He, no, he, he earned, he put, he earned put those rings, though. He earned those rings. Championship, bro. Put an asterisk on the on the Warriors championship. Put an asterisk. I'll put, a, on I'll the put Cavs an asterisk on a couple Ooh. of them. I'll put an asterisk on 2015 for sure, when Kyrie and Kevin Love went down. Yeah. And I'll exactly. put an asterisk. So, on, I'll put an asterisk on 2018 only because LeBron was by himself. Hey man, they still had they had Clay. Clay yeah. went down in Curry, Clay went down in the game to... six. The Warriors would have won that game six. Yeah, bro. No, Clay, no Clay was down, putting them. Went... Clay was going to work, bro. He was cooking. Bro, he was cooking them, bro. Got to the point where I, it got to the point where Danny bro, Green had to catch him in midair and take his knees out from under. Danny Green, Danny Green, Danny Green almost sold that game, bro. Danny Green almost sold us in that bro, game. He solidified the championship when he took out when, when he, took out, had when he zero, took out Clay Danny Thompson. Green had zero Listen, Danny Green had zero points not in that game, and he had a, and he played like thirty. But he minutes. had a he had a key play though. Nah, he had a key, no, he had a key play when he took out Clay, bro. <laughs> 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 that, 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 that's what that's what sealed it for you guys, bro. Bro, bro, listen, listen. First of all, Clay Thompson went up for a rim grazer. Know what a rim grazer is? That's a 50 overall dunk in NBA 2K. It costs you zero VC, which is virtual currency to purchase. Bro, the man went for a rim grazer and came down awkwardly and fell. I heard no, I don't, Nobody touched I him, bro. No one touched him. Yes, Teddy Green was in the vicinity, but that's on him, bro. He tried to do a, a flashing rim grazer. There's no such thing, bro. He, 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 he hit a glitch, bro. He tried bro, to do the I glitch. I live in the real world, okay? <laughs> I don't go by glitches. I go by what I saw. Well, that's what, what happened. I saw. Me, bro. That's what happened. No one could guard Clay Thompson. He was going to work that game, and he was gonna force. He well, was gonna well, force well, a game seven. Nah, bro. He was nah, hitting bro. jumper nah, after he, jumper, bro. He caught, and then, he caught fire on the on the on the on the second quarter. Person who really was going off was Steph Curry, bro. That guy was on fire. Listen, bro, it was okay. The Raptors won a championship. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put an asterisk on it. I'm gonna put an asterisk on it. We are the champion. There's no time. Where was LeBron, bro? I, you know what? You know where LeBron was? I was playing golf, golfing and fishing. That's okay. Listen, he he went to eight. The guy went to eight straight finals, bro. He took the. They renamed. They renamed the city after him, bro. Lebronto. I'll never forget it. Come down, bro. Hey, there's no shame in losing to arguably one of the best player ever. Yeah, 
And there's yeah, no shame. That, and there's no shame in uh, there's no shame in beating an injured team, bro. There's no hey 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 hey. You play who's in front of you, man. At the end of the day, you play who is in front of you. Okay, so the about the about the series against the Milwaukee Bucks, we have to overcome the Milwaukee Bucks. We're gonna put an asterisk on that matchup. No. We're gonna put asterisks on on the seven sixer matchup. We have to the get 76ers, to the finals. I, to the seventy sixers. I'm not gonna put an asterisk, but I will say that that was. A, I will say it was luck. And I we talked about it last year. If people, if you yeah, yeah. go back and look at listen to that episode, the shot, uh, the shot seen or heard around the world, we recorded it last year. I told you my stance on it. It was a lucky. Sh- it was mm-hmm. a lucky shot to me. Okay, you needed to get like what four bounces to beat that team. It is what it is. Hey, listen, hey man. Even even if that shot missed, it's still overtime, and would have probably won overtime because we're home. Yeah. Listen, what. number two did what he had to do. I'm not mad at him. Did what he had he to did do. What he had to do. Unfortunately, you know, Kevin Durant had to tear his Achilles. Clay Thompson had to break his knee. Um, hey, Demarcus, you know, Demarcus had, Cousins they, wasn't 100. percent Devon Looney was in and out of the lineup. Like that team, so much, so Andre, so much I can Andre do. Iguodala was playing on one leg. Like it was. I mean, I, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know, man. We 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 came up, we showed up, we balled out. You know, we put a, we put our name in the staple. We choked everybody out. We stayed on top of the world. Even till today, we are the champions. We are getting ready. To go to Orlando, um, and when Orlando comes, you know what? I give ourselves the edge because we win at home and win away. We don't have any crowd, no noise. We're going there as an underdog, as always. We're gonna come out, and I bet you any money, I give the Raptors a chance to win the NBA championship. I get this here, bro. Uh, okay, I I, I completely disagree. Do they have a chance? Sure, they have a punch. They have yeah. a puncher's chance. Sure, but there's so many teams that yes, have puncher's chance. But Celtics to me are better. Sixers to me are better. Are you serious? To me are I, wait, wait, are you? Serious? I am hundred and ten percent serious, bro. Celtics are You're better. Celtics? Celtics are better. Sixers are better. Bro, don't don't do that, bro. Who do you think is that? who's the best player in the Celtics? Uh, Jason, I say Jason Tatum, but then on some nights it could be on, okay. on some nights it could be Kemba Walker. Like they have so much versatility. Okay. Who do you think Pascal Siakam or Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum. 100%. Jason I'm Tatum. Pascal Siakam. Stop this, bro. Stop no, 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 this. No, 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 no. The exact same stats, but Pascal Siakam has way better defense than he. Because he started as a defensive player. His offensive game, he can't hold it. He can't even hold a flashlight to Jason Tatum. You kidding me, bro? Come on, bro. Come bro, on, G. You, listen. Come on, bro. bro what are you, come I'm on, being dead bro. serious, bro. He doesn't have, the, he doesn't mouth, have the skills that Jason Tatum has, bro. Are you kidding me? But, Bro, are you talking about bro? You talking about offensively. Offensively, I give a slight edge to Jason Tatum. Defensively, not even a close match. I wouldn't say slight edge. I would say a huge edge. It's, come like, on, it's like day and night, bro. No, bro. No, Pascal Siakam will put him in the post and spin on him, bro. Easy every time, all day, all day. Okay, but Jason Tatum, and he can hit him Jason Tatum is not feet. a post defender, but on the other end, he's gonna cook him. Okay. On the bro, other end, bro. Oh, bro, Pascal Siakam will lock it up, strip him, just block his shot. He has, you want, bro? I bet you, enemy, they play one on one. Pascal's winning, regardless, bro. He will, he will win. I, I, on God, he'll win. Whoever has the best uh, defense is winning because Pascal is still picked up, bro. I'm telling uh, you, no I, doubt, bro. man, no but doubt. I know you're you're a Raptor super fan, though. I forgot. 
Tatum or, or Pascal Siakam? I don't think that. I don't think. It's, I don't think that's debatable. I, like, if, okay, okay, Paul George or Pascal Siakam? Paul George. You kidding me? See, yo, little, little, the, the debate was on Twitter, bro. We'll look it up, bro. Like, bro, just type in Pascal Siakam, um, Paul bro, George. You know, okay, Raptors fans, bro. Raptors fans. And honestly, I think this is why. Like, if I had, you're not a Raptors fan. If I had to do like, if I really had to like, so like, if I had to self-analyze and like and do self-therapy and find out why I don't like the Raptors, I really think it comes down to their fan base, bro. They are so annoying. Oh, my God, bro. Like, hey, no, man, look. They're, they're really annoying, bro. Like, they're, I think they're the worst yeah. fan base in the we're NBA. Passionate about with, nah, come on, bro. You can't bro, say that. We Raptors fans. They're worst. one of the worst. Not jazz, bro. Come huh? You two jazz fans are the worst. Oklahoma City fans are the worst, bro. Come oh, on, man. They live in Utah. Utah they, you Oklahoma, live in Utah. Them, of course you're like, of course, like you're gonna be that way. You live in Utah, <laughs> but like Raptor fans are the worst, bro. Like they don't live in reality. It's just like all they. It's, nah, it's just people who just only watch the Raptors from April to May, and then. Bro, like, I watch I watch not you, not every, you. Every, but, every. But, bro, I remember last year, literally, people who I know never watch basketball a day in their life are trying to analyze and break down the game to me. And I'm just looking at them like, are these people serious? Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. But I get it. You're excited. You know, it's new territory for the franchise. First time going to the finals. I get all that. But at some point, you have to come down to reality. Last year's championship, okay, cool. You have to beat who's in front of you, granted. But I have to put an asterisk on it because you did not beat – yeah, you didn't beat the Warriors that we've come to know. You've beat yeah, – listen. You beat a – war. they beat a Warrior, Stephen Curry. They did not beat the Warriors. <laughs> like, I'm not – No, no, no. I'm going to take it there, Jim was really playing with Steph Curry, bro. Come on. Pardon? <laughs> that's that's... – and <laughs> what do you want us to do about that, bro? What do you what do you want us to do about that? No, it's not about... They lost to a player who last year just acknowledge who the, who just the acknowledge. Year... say we won our championship. I'm glad that we're champions, but let's be honest. Yeah, be honest about your championship. Just be honest about the championship. Hey, listen. And then, then we got to the finals, right? And we got to the finals legitimately, right? Okay, I'll, I'll let, without I'll like you can't say. Within, Aside from the Sixers, okay, we legitimately, legitimately. <laughs> we legitimately got to the finals. We went over Giannis at the Super I bet you y'all, you guys didn't give us a slight edge to go uh, to win against the Warriors. I did. I did. You know I mean? did. Right. I remember you did. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember you because I, I brought up the I brought up the conversation with you that like Demar Derozan demolishes Giannis every time they play. So if Demar can do it, Kawhi can do it with Jackson Cass. That that was an easy math, right? The bottom line is we got to the finals. Now, injury would happen. What if Kawhi, remember Kawhi was playing on one leg the the the, the series prior, right? No. And everyone would say, oh, Kawhi, 
Yeah, I'm not, he I'm not gonna, much no, was, I'm not going to give him that, no. He was injured, though. He always says he's injured. This guy tell. is he always injured. Him. He's going to come out of quarantine and say, oh, I'm still injured. Like, he's always doing this. Like. <laughs> bro, that aside, bro, that aside, you, you saw him limp it. Allegedly, he was limping. I, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> Paul Pierce... I've seen Paul Pierce get carried off in a wheelchair and come back two minutes later. I've seen a lot of these guys are act, like I've seen a lot of things. Same thing they're on TV. They're all actors. They write. They all fall on the screen. Yeah, maybe like the guy was apparently limping on one leg, but yet you're still dunking on people's head. Bro, it's strong. You're the farmer's strength. So why can't? So why can't? So why, why? 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 Why can't you play all 82 games? Why do you need? To, why do you need to load manage if he's so strong? His buddy can't. His buddy can't withstand eighty-two games. But he's strong. You know, he doesn't want to wither away. He wants to. It's a. It's a. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. He knows that. You know, and I honestly, I can't. I can't. I can't fault him for that because it works for him. He has two. He has two championships. If he wins, if he wins this year, which he's not. Hey, which he's he's not. Hey, up for debate. Who's the best? Who's the better? Who's the, who's, who's the better player? Him or LeBron? You know what I'm saying? They have three championships each. You know what I'm saying? And if he wins. He brought three championships to three different organizations, bro. Okay. That okay. would be madness. So wait, wait, well, you say he's better than LeBron. Do you mean like all time? Or are you saying like right now in twenty? Hey, man, it would be like all time. Okay. My my thoughts and feelings is I bet you anybody if he wins a championship, that the whole entire media is gonna be like, is Kawhi does Kawhi Leonard have a better career than LeBron James? Is Kawhi Leonard better than LeBron James? Oh my That's God. what the conversation. A guy who a guy a guy who's never won a single league MVP. The guy averages he averages like seventeen and a half points for his career. It, bro, it's it's honestly. I just have to let you know what people people are going. No, the media the media is going to probably say that kind of stuff. But I think personally, I think it's blasphemous. blasphemous. I mean, he did lock up he did lock up LeBron in twenty fourteen though. Oh yeah, the guy who averaged twenty eight points, eight rebounds, and five assists—that's locking him up. No, no, no. When he, LeBron averaged that on the other no, he, yeah, I know, I know what he averaged. I know what he averaged. I'm just saying when LeBron when Kawhi went on him, locked down, shot down. I think you and I have different definitions of uh, lockdown then, because LeBron only had three good games out of that five. So is LeBron supposed to win it by himself? The guy was going up against the dynasty, bro. He's a, I realize with LeBron, he's so great that we've taken it for granted yeah. and that we keep moving the goalposts for him. That's what I realize. But LeBron didn't win, though. He didn't, he didn't win. He didn't win. How was he going to get MVP? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Jerry West got MVP, and he was on the losing team. LeBron deserves finals MVP in every finals that he plays in. You're tripping, bro. Bro, he's the most valuable, it's the most valuable player, correct? So who adds more value yeah, to their team he wasn't, than LeBron? He wasn't most valuable. You wonder why he wasn't the most valuable player that, that series? Because, first of all, Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi emerged out of nowhere because Tim Duncan put the bed, uh, Tony Parker was put in the bed, and Ginobili was put Stop that. No, they, they were the not. Bed. They were not, bro. Stop bro. that. You don't win a series. In, yeah, you don't I, win I just it. had this conversation. Bro, the guy only, I had, just had, this conversation. He only had nine points. In, he only had nine points in the first. Two games. And then after that, and, and then for game it was three, only five four, games and five. It was only a five-game series. Yeah. So I'm saying game three, four, and five. He averaged 27, 25, and 20-something, right? Okay. LeBron had three good games, right? Kawhi had three good games for five amazing defensive stands. Tim Duncan was a, didn't play well. He played below, below his season average. 
You know they play below the season average. So Park play well below the season average. But they, you're telling me they want to eat that, bro? I just looked it up two week, last week because I had this conversation okay, but they with still, this guy okay, on PlayStation. But they still, they still. And what happened? Hold on. What happened? What happened? Listen, Tim Duncan literally averaged twelve points and ten rebounds in that series. All right, and then the season he averaged twenty something and thirteen or fourteen rebounds, right? So for a arguably one of the best power forward ever to play play the game to go average that, and his is his a uh, point guard and his six man shooting guard not really perform as well as they used to perform, and for LeBron to lose that. LeBron had to have a superhuman thing, like like the way he used he, he was doing recently. He had to have gone beyond just averaging, and it, it, he only averaged twenty. I think it was twenty seven point something he averaged in that in that series. Yeah, but, right. Going to average that, if I'm not mistaken, it was twenty eight point nine. No, 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 it was not twenty eight point nine. I'm looking it up. There's no I'm, way. I'm going to pull this up right now. <laughs> It did not average. It did not average twenty eight point nine because I'm telling you, I just looked. I looked the whole entire series up, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. You know, he could have done more. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way didn't play well at all, and 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 um and and Chris Bosh didn't play well at all. But pretty much the matchup was between you and Kawhi. Whoever was the most efficient that day, whoever was going to play the best defense. And, and get his team involved, was going to win the okay, game. Hold on. Okay, I, I have and, the stats right here in front of me. So, LeBron, for yeah. that series, he averaged 28.2. So, I was off by 0.7. Yeah, something low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dwayne, I said I said 27.9. But okay, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade averaged, averaged 15.2. I told you, he came into that, he okay, came into that series overweight. Yeah, Chris Bosh averaged yeah, 14 points and 5.2 rebounds. Uh-huh. That well, right. what is LeBron supposed to do with that? Now let's look at the Spurs, okay? Right, right, so right. So your boy number two, he averaged seventeen point eight. Twenty seventeen point eight. Oh look, would you look at that? He didn't even average the most on his team. Tony Parker did eighteen points a game. So I think, but eighteen, yeah, eighteen. Tim Duncan, but even then, Tony Parker. Listen, Tony Parker averaged eighteen, but what was Tony Parker' performance like? Is average in the season though? You have to go beyond what you do in the season. So wait. So he okay in the playoffs, so, you have to play better. So but, they only, you know what I'm saying? They only, and this is my personal, this is my personal belief. Right. I think they only gave number two the finals MVP because it's been proven. If you go back and look historically, whoever guards LeBron will get finals MVP. 2014, it was, yeah, I know. 2014, it was him. In 2015, it was Andre Iguodala, right? Mm-hmm. 2017, 2018, Kevin Durant got it both years. So okay, how about how about how about the Mavericks here? Uh, Dirk Nowitzki got it, but you had to give it to Dirk Nowitzki. The, what, guy, was, the Dirk, guy was playing Dirk out wasn't of his though. Huh? Was Dirk guarding LeBron though? Dirk wasn't guarding LeBron. No, I'm saying okay, yeah, but Dirk Nowitzki was playing. But <laughs> and that Dirk Nowitzki was yeah, but Dirk Nowitzki bad. He played bad, but there's a reason why he played bad. Um, for me, there's always a reason. Yeah, the defense. He wasn't used to. He wasn't used to the zone defense at that time. Mm-hmm. The way that they were guarding him, he didn't have the post moves to adapt. So, but if you, yeah, yeah. if you break it down, the way the the way the the and, way the Mavericks were guarding him, he was making he was mm-hmm. making the right basketball plays. The way they were guarding him is that they were basically forcing him 
you're either going to have to post or you're going to have to pass. And he was passing, so he wasn't as aggressive. So Sucks, man. Let that, let that be MJ. Shoot. Got me messed up. We know how it is with LeBron. Like, to me, and this is just me, if you ask me, I'd say he's the greatest of all time. I, I kind of disagree, but carry on. Many people will probably disagree, especially now that they watch The Last Dance. But Michael Jordan was great. Don't get me wrong. He's a, I would say he's the second greatest player to ever play. If someone wants to say he's the greatest, I'm not going to get mad at them. They, they can, if, if, if someone says he's the greatest, if someone says he's the greatest, I'm not going to get mad at them. You're saying LeBron's the greatest of all time. The man doesn't even have a go-to move. Till today. He doesn't have a, like a go-to move. Like, let's say... I'll tell you right now, when he has the ball top of the key, right, and he's dribbling, Mm -hmm. and when he's dribbling, he's breaking his man down. If he goes left, Mm -hmm. if he goes Mm -hmm. left, if he goes left, he wants to pull up for a jump shot. If Mm -hmm. he goes right, he's just gonna drive it in. Like the guy, and even too, okay, I'll admit, like maybe he he doesn't. Look at like like like, look at the size of like like, Kobe. Kobe has the the the. Like dribble, dribble, put you, put you behind his back, fade away. But bah. Kobe took his moves from Jordan. Same thing. Kobe's just exactly my point. But but, but he's he's like name a superstar does not doesn't have a go to move, like 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 LeBron doesn't. Like most superstars, like super superstars, especially goats, have go to moves. Listen, I just told you what his move was. Okay. Bro, that's not a move, bro. bro Come on, you trying to tell me he drives to the to the Yeah, paint. he breaks his man down top of the key. What are you gonna do? This? And you have to look at and look at the guy's body size. The guy, look at the guy's body size. He has a body size of Carl Malone, bro, but the speed of a point guard. So he's not gonna he's not gonna have he's not gonna have the flexibility or the agility of a Jordan because Jordan was smaller and more lean. But what LeBron is lacking in that, he more than makes for, makes up for an athleticism. And people say he doesn't have a go to move. He's still top five in points per game. He's top three. Yeah. He's top three in total yeah. points scored. Longevity, bro. Longevity. Okay. And, so we're gonna punish. And, and, so now and, we're gonna and, punish him because his body didn't break down. I'm not punishing. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not punishing him. I'm saying longevity and plus the um the, the play style of the of, of the of this um of this generation. They shoot a lot more three point shots. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I don't have this debate with people. If someone says, I believe that um, Michael Jordan is better than LeBron, I'm not going to argue with them. You have every right to believe that. You know what I mean? Like, But, you know, we could have this conversation all day, bro. Let's jump into our first topic right here. All right, right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, for the NBA coming back, are you with Kyrie that they should just shut down the season? Or do you think they should just bring the season back? Um. So, here's my, here's my take on it, bro. So... Right now, we want change. We want permanent change, bro. Like, we're tired of the same, the same, you know, like I said, like, for example, Floyd died almost a month or so ago or almost two months Around now. A, a few weeks ago, It's like yeah. a few weeks ago, right? And you think the whole, with the whole protesting and speaking and, 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 and marching and, and, and looting and trashing the whole entire places that they'll actually hear us, right? No. Because what? Friday, last Friday, another black man, Rashad Lewis, gets done down. Yeah, in Atlanta. Unnecessary. Right? In Atlanta. In California, two black men is found, is, are found hung on a tree. And they said it's suicide. Really? You're going to hang yourself on a tree and call that suicide? Really? 
When's the last time you heard of a black person committing suicide by hanging themselves on the tree? I haven't heard of any personally. I've never heard of that. Have you heard of any kind of case of suicide, someone hanging themselves on a tree? A tree? A tree? Uh, I haven't heard of that one. Okay, so so like I'm saying, we've 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 tried to do it um the way it's been done in the past by protesting because looting was happening in the past by looting. We need something radical, something that makes a permanent change. Like you and I have been discussing over the past three weeks, man. If we are gonna be protesting, we need to protest for actual change, not just year us. Don't hear us no more, bro. We need actions. We need actions. We need yeah. we need like like things that would actually make a change, something tangible, so right? Like, um, so how so, does this tie into the NBA? So how, how does this tie to the NBA? So Kyrie Irving has a great great point that if we play the NBA, they will for, people will, will be distracted in terms of the actual reality that we're in because of the pure entertainment. And the conversation in which we should be having right now, day to day, is how the world needs to change systematically. And if the NBA playoff is happening, the media is going to say, oh, um, LeBron James is about to win the next uh, championship. This the whole conversation would change from the systematic racism that's happening. Whether you believe that or not, that's the actual fact. Because when someone wins the championship, there's parades, there's celebration. Right now, what Kyrie's trying to say is we don't want a parade. We don't want a celebration. We don't want to make the white man's money. Okay, but Because that's what's happening. Okay, right? so... But I know, I know. I, I just said that's what he's saying. Yeah. But, but the NBA just came out not too, not too long ago that the reason to restart this season was is to be able to use that platform to continue to have a, a, a conversation um, and, and bring to light uh, the systematic racism that's happening and to have a sustainable action um, that can help make change through that platform that they use. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, like, they're going to they're gonna put Black Lives Matter on probably on, on their jersey, BLM, right? And and they're probably going to do some kind of stance when it comes to the uh, the, the flag. Um, and then they're going to ball out, right? And after they ball out, they'll have interviews. And I guess you can talk in the interview uh, about the, the thing at hand. Or what players could probably do through the interview is not even answer anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just here to do my job. And I'm not going to say anything until there's a change in the world. They literally can sit there in silence. You can ask a question. They're going to say BLM. BLM. You know, that can make an impact, a change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, players who don't have the platform like LeBron James do, right, they can use the NBA, make money, and use that money to help black communities, um, black-owned businesses, and put that back into there so that we can grow to have our own Wall Street eventually, right? Yeah. So, so the bottom line is, it, it's tough, man. It's tough to make to see who's right or who's wrong. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think if a player is, is about it, if Kyrie Irving really, really is strong about what he's saying, he wouldn't will show up at all. Yeah. Okay. So. Right. 
right? Take a stance like that, that one WNBA woman who was underpaid and didn't want to play until they make a change. So she sat out. She sat out the whole entire season and didn't play until they made a change um, to pay the ladies higher. Yeah, right? But if like, that's what yeah. we feel, he can sit out until there's a change. And, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, it worked, you know? But here's my thing now. Okay, so like you said, there's no right or wrong answer. And I can respect where he's coming from. And I, I understand why he feels the way he does. He's being a little bit unfair. For, so for one thing, Kyrie will make $42 million this year, right? right. He's, a, he's the 24th highest paid athlete in the world and the 74th highest paid celebrity. And that's according to Forbes. And when the season starts, he's not going to be playing. So he doesn't even have to go with his team to Orlando. And he's still going to get his money. So he's fine. Right. And so if you don't want to, so if you don't feel you shouldn't have to play, you don't even have to be in Orlando. So don't go. And if there's any other player that wants to join you, then they can go ahead and join him. The commissioner already said they're not going to, they're not going to punish players for not showing up. But I just don't feel comfortable that he's speaking for other players. The players union, they already had a vote and they all unanimously decided they want to come back. Right. Right. So don't speak for everybody in the league. Speak for yourself and those who want to join you can join you. And another thing is, I cannot really, I can't get behind the idea that if the NBA is operating, it's going to be a distraction. Because when the Rodney King riots happened, the NBA was still going on at that time. Michael Jordan was playing and no one, mm-hmm. folk, no, no one took away from that, right? The NBA mm-hmm. was operating when the Trayvon Martin incident happened. No one forgot about Trayvon Martin. The NBA. Yeah, but, going... but 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 what I'm saying is, was there actual change? You know, an actual change but, implement. But here's the thing: change. No change one is about gradual. Trayvon Martin. But change no one forgot is... about Trayvon Martin. But look how many people were still killed after but, Trayvon Martin. I understand, but look, this is a marathon. It's not a race, bro. Like change is gonna take time. Bills and laws don't get passed overnight, and. If we want to talk about change, like, let's be honest, John, Donald Trump, he literally just passed a bill that's going to, that, that deals with police reforms. So it's supposed to, it's supposed to have more accountability and it's supposed to uh, do away with choke holding and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into him or his politics, right? But what I'm trying to say is that change is gradual. So the season doesn't start until July 30th. You have a month and a half. A lot can change within that time, right? And laws and the entire system is not going to be reworked from now until July. Let's be real. It doesn't work that way. The no, thing- I agree. I agree. But, but let me, and, and, uh, let me ask, I don't let see me how the discussion NBA then. coming back what? is going to take away from that. It's not like CNN, let me ask it. CNN or MSNBC has ever talked about sports. Before. Right. They're not going to start. ESPN is a sports right. network. They have to talk about sports. But yeah, what's your question? Right. When did Trevor Martin uh, get gone down? In 2012. 2012, but then who was the president? Obama. Obama, right? Yeah. And yet, there was no bill. You know how much more deaths happened from police brutality? And yet, a black president was in office when all this was going on with Trevor Martin, right? And what bill was passed um, during that time or what change was made during that time was in his office to, uh, in terms of policing. Nothing. Nothing was done. And that was a black, we had a, I have black president in office. And you think 
he would he would feel that compassion to make a change in the system. Nothing, bro. Come on. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, Kyrie does have a good stance. Like, yo, if the NBA shuts down, just think about the, the impact. People will lose their job, first of but, all. Like, there's no there's no ESPN, there's no conversation, there's no story, right? Because you won't see Stevie, Stevie Smith having a, uh, any basketball talk. There'll be no basketball talk, no sports talk. And 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 the entertainment industry uh, and the NBA will, will plummet, but, right? And that would seriously affect the, 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 the multi-billionaires uh, who have stakeholders, who have all the businesses, but, and so on and so forth. It will trickle down a, a fall of, uh, of dominoes it will, but, in, in those guys' pockets. It will. And you know who's going to suffer the most, if we're being honest? The players. Who? The players. Because, yes, the owner, look, the owners will lose their money, right? But the players will lose out even more because these owners... Well, what was the players losing out on? On their pay? On their salary, yes. How are you going to feed your family if you don't have money coming in? These guys have bills, too. It's like... I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that. At the end of the day, what Kyrie is saying is... is yeah. We're dying. Yes, he's right. Like, whether I, have money, whether I have money or not, if you kill me down the street... All my money's for nothing. Yes, I get that. You see what I'm saying? But what I'm saying, so, though, is let the individual players decide for themselves. He shouldn't, like, he shouldn't. Right, right, right. right. Like, let, I can, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, let the players decide. If if a player feels strongly enough that this issue is important enough to me, and you don't want to play, then don't play. The commissioner already said you're but not going to heard, But I heard reports that, like, like some players did, some players did feel that way. Like, like look, um, thinking about a bunch of other players, he's not the one who's speaking. No, in terms of uh, right, so which means there's some players who are are scared to speak. You know, um, there's some players who don't want to lose their spot in the roster. Remember the politics politics in there, bro. In the NBA, it's, we probably don't even know the politics behind it all. Like, like who has a voice and who doesn't, and why they don't have a voice to speak up. But because I get what you're saying. I think he's going about this the wrong way. Because now... Well, like I said, I, I'm up for the radical change, right? I'm, I love the NBA. As a Raptors fan, I like, I'm dying to see watch my team play again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but but if, if, if the sacrifice of, of 400 players in the NBA is going, what's going to cause a change in the systematic racism... I say, yo, I'm willing to take that sacrifice. But there's no, but Even there's, though, yeah, I, I think it for me to say, but like, you know what I'm saying? But for me, and that's the thing. For me, what I'm saying is I don't see the correlation. I, I really don't see the correlation. Like, I don't see how a few months of basketball is going to take away from the issue. I think this is just really... I, I don't think it'll be a, I don't think it'll be a few months. I think it, it'd be kind of like a permanent thing. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I think they're actually going to sit out, not this year, but next year. Then you're not going to get paid. <laughs> like... You're not gonna get money, yeah. then. and then what are you gonna do then? But here's it is, it is it is what it is because and, at the end they and here's what I'm reading right. So I was reading something today, where now Kyrie is basically telling his fellow players that they should start doing their own thing, like start building their own league. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one, that's weird. And you that's see, weird. that is what I've been saying on this podcast: build your own stuff. Like the reason why we watch the NBA, we don't watch it because of Adam Silver. We don't watch it. From Mark Cuban, yeah. you know, we don't watch it mm-hmm. for these guys. We watch, watch it for, it for the NBA players. players. Yeah. For the players. Yeah. So yeah. if the players say, "You know what? Screw the system. We're going to we're going to start our own league, and they're going to have to. There's going to have to be a sacrifice that's made. 
they're not going to make the money that they're making now. They're probably going to have to sacrifice 60 to 80% of the salary they make now. But at least you're going to have ownership. You're going to own something. Right now, it's all about ownership and assets. That's what this battle is going to come down to. Ownership and assets, to me. Right? Mm-hmm. So I like mm-hmm. I like where his head is at. I like that that's what he's thinking. That, that, yeah. I think he, I think the way you put it, yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure. That's a a clear way to see it. I think the approach that he's taking, I think he's, he's taking a, he's just a radical way, bro. He's doing it in an antagonistic way. You see, here's the thing, like, and this is something that I've observed is that if you're going to be a threat to someone, it's, you cannot show that you're going to be a threat. You know what I mean? Right. If you like, there's a book, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And then there's one of the rules he kind of alludes to this. Like, if you're out there, if you're outwardly saying that we want to start our own league and we want to dethrone you guys, you become a threat. And they're going to start, and they're going to start implementing little things to try to, to try to uh, derail you and prevent, yeah, prevent it from happening. Right. But if Kyrie, but if Kyrie Irving, like if he plays the game and he has to, you have to beat these people at their own game. If he plays the game where he kind of learns the ins and outs and he sees, and he just goes to ownership or he goes to the GM and asks questions. How does this work? How does this work? And he acts like he wants to learn from them. Right. But then mm-hmm. what you do is you take this information, you privately confer with other NBA players. You guys gather, uh-huh. you guys gather your notes, you figure out the logistics and then at the end of your contract, say, you know what? My time here is done. I'm going to start this league right here. You catch them blindsided. Mm. They're not going to know how to respond because they never saw you coming. But the approach he's taking right now, I think, is you're going to start antagonizing people. And you don't want to start off on that note because it's going to come down to it's going to come down to how do we block this from ever taking off, right? Right. And who knows what they might do? They might try to create some scandal around Kyrie. They may they might try to like take him out of the league. Like you never know. At the end of the day, these corporations are very powerful. So if you're gonna go up against them, you cannot use emotion. You have to use brain power and logic. You got you gotta right, beat right. them at their own game. That's how I look at it. So my question is to you then, and what what do you think of LeBron James' silence in all this? I think I think LeBron's doing the right thing, to be honest. I think what LeBron is doing, I think he's taking a more cerebral approach. He's not reacting emotionally because at the end of the day, he's solidified. He gives back to his community. He's the one that made giving back to your community a thing. He is probably one of the first players of the modern era that has actually spoken out against issues and put his money where his mouth is, right? So he gave players the confidence that they can do it too. I think what LeBron is doing is he's being silent. He's waiting to see how the playing field turns out, and then he'll go from there. But he wants to play, and I don't blame him. This is the guy he... I mean, it's not just about... He's not getting younger. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not just playing for money. He's playing for legacy, right? And a small part of me... Okay, I don't want to discredit or take away from what Kyrie is doing. And I don't think Kyrie is guilty of this, but I think guys like Patrick Beverly and other guys, a small part of me thinks that they know LeBron will win this year. And they want to try to they want to try to derail him, or they want to railroad him from doing it. I think there's a little I think nah. there's a little bit of jealousy involved, and you know why? I, don't, I, don't I think, think so, so man. That, that's the stretch I think. No, and I'll tell you why. For me, I love writing. I'm a writer, right? So I always just look at language. For me, language is everything. So when Pat when mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly tweeted 
if LeBron says we're going to play, we're going to play. This is business. It's not personal. Why do you feel the need to mention business? And he put it in all caps. So he wanted to emphasize that this is business, right? Does a part does right. a part of me feel that Patrick Beverly is a little bit jealous at the success that LeBron has had? And Patrick Beverly has always been a marginal player? Yes, I do. I really do. Because if you're you're bringing something up that nobody is talking about, why? What did he bring up? Business. Why are you talking about business? Well, who's talking about business right now? <laughs> Um, the last last thing I heard him say was, "If LeBron says we are playing, we're playing." Yeah. That's uh, the, okay. That's the last. I thing have I the heard. full tweet right here. I'll read it for you. Okay. Right. Hoopers say what y'all want. If King James said he hooping, mm-hmm. we all hooping. We hooping. Not personal. Mm-hmm. Only business. And then in all business. in all caps lock, he wrote business. Why did he have mm-hmm. to emphasize its business? Because that's obviously that's obviously where his mind is going. He looks at a guy like LeBron. Because LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's all about business, and he's probably jealous of that. That's the point that I'm trying to make. He probably sees that. Probably yeah. he probably is. He probably isn't. By the end day, I think he just calling a spade a spade and, and, because at the end day, LeBron does things because LeBron's a businessman. Of man. course, and I. Yeah, you know saying we, let's not forget that people get jealous sometimes. Like he's a, he, like he probably yeah. he's in the same industry. That's what I say. He probably is or probably yeah. isn't. And then who is his teammate? The same uh, guy that you said is gonna surpass him if he if he wins a ring this year, right? They they probably they probably know they're not gonna beat the Lakers this year, uh, so they don't on, want bro. him to have that legacy boost. So of course they're gonna try to derail the guy. That's what I'm saying, right? That's what I'm saying. It might like with in terms of Patrick Beverly, it might not be jealousy or not. It might just be the same case. So like, you know, some people don't feel. But then, um, why are you inserting LeBron's name right now? Is a proper time. But like Kyrie didn't talk about LeBron. Not once did Kyrie even mention LeBron's name. No one was talking about LeBron. He just voluntarily threw LeBron's name into it. Why? Because because LeBron is the one that said that uh, that they were ready to play. But he's not the only guy. He's not out. the only guy that said he's ready to play. Like Anthony Davis said he wants to play. Uh, Giannis said he wants to play. Yeah, but. But but LeBron, who has the most, the, big, the biggest voice out of all those people you mentioned, but he hasn't said anything. So the fact that you are, he did, he did. He said LeBron, LeBron before all this craziness, um, said no one's shouting on the NBA. We're playing. Yeah, that was in April. That was right? on April thirtieth because of the coronavirus. Right. So so if if the coronavirus ain't stopping anybody, we playing. Yeah, but then <laughs> now you're coming out almost two months later. You're throwing LeBron's name somewhere it doesn't need to be mentioned in. And then you're bringing up the guy's business. You're bringing up the fact that this is business. That, to me, indicates jealousy. To me, that's how I interpret it. I don't think it's jealousy. I just think, I just, I just think that I think there's a he little... knows LeBron's voice. And LeBron has, has been silent this whole time. Like I said, his, his own, LeBron's own teammate came out saying they don't want to do it. Um, are they jealous of LeBron? I don't know. Are they trying to sabotage LeBron? Nobody. I don't even know. If, but I do know. But here's the thing. If they don't show up and the season still goes on and he wins a ring, guess what? By default, they get a championship ring too. So, like, yeah. So, so I don't think they have much skin in the game. But the thing with Patrick Beverly, that to me just kind of told me the fact that you're mentioning a guy's name that no one is even talking about and then you bring up business, to me, it's kind of like you're – it's almost like a Freudian slip kind of thing <laughs> where, like – you're kind of taking it in the, like, it's a Freudian slip to me. Like, you're bringing up something that's really eating at your conscience. 
So, right. so that's how I kind of took it. <laughs> it might, it, 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 it might be that. You know, it might, it might just be. It that. It could be. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Something needs to give. I agree. Like you know, we can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect change. I agree. That's the definition of insanity, I, I right? Agree. And so, if the times of Roosevelt, the times of uh, Michael Jordan, uh, and 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 those revolutions going yeah. on, um, there's there's writing going on and stuff like that, and the NBA was played and there was no change, then maybe well, let's see what happens if the NBA did get played. Let's see what happens, then, right? Like yeah. I know, I know. We're going to say, oh, the pros and cons and stuff like no, that, No, not right? even that. And it's always pros. No, continue, continue. I'm just saying that, like, essentially, like, if the, like, what change can come about if the NBA just shuts down for years? You know what I'm saying? Uh, or all sports, like NFL or and, and NBA players all come together saying, you know what? Let's not do this. Let's not give the whites the white slave masters, let's not give them their check. Let's not give them those commercial assets that they have over. Let's cut off the league until they actually make a change within themselves, within their businesses, their small businesses, within their corporation. Um, because then the corporation matters. The corporation speaks of the government and the government corporation all goes hand in hand, yeah. right? Like, and the NBA and NFL bring a lot of money, a lot of money into countries, into the United States and Canada. Well, just NBA, right? But into the United States and, and everyone watches NFL. Mm-hmm. That's the religion of America. Yeah. Everyone watches, most people watch basketball, right? But imagine NFL shuts down, NBA shuts down for like a year or two. You see, what, what what would happen? But again, like we can we can we can try to like dissect all the effect that will happen. Come come in people's pockets. You know what I? But what? I, what sorry, continue, and I'll tell you what I think would happen. All right, but what what will really happen? Like you know, what I'm saying that's that's the question. Yeah, like what will really happen if the NBA shuts down, NFL shuts down, um, and people just. Stay silent, like no. I'm not playing until you guys make a change. You You see, I think if that happened, honestly, I think people would be more intelligent. For one, I think people would kind Mm -hmm. of learn to think for themselves more. Um, I think Mm -hmm. we would see a reduction in this uh, celebrity and hero worship society that we're living in. Oh, I can't. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I think, I think we would see that be reduced. Mm Hmm. And you know my thing with Kyrie is, and I always thought Kyrie was an intelligent guy, right? Like sometimes, mm-hmm. like sometimes, I think, like he might say something, like for example, like the Earth is flat, right? But like, <laughs> yeah, he like garbage, but right? you see, but I'm not saying I believe it, but I can see the logic he took <laughs> to get there. Like, I'm gonna try to explain it to the best of my ability because. I like to consider myself an X-ray thinker, right? So what I what I what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like when I see something, I don't just go by what's in front of me. I like to kind of look into the details. So I'll, I'm going to try to dissect what I think he was trying to say or the point he was trying to make when he made that comment, right? I think the I think right. what he was basically trying to say is that no one has ever really seen it for themselves. We're relying on images that are given to us by certain organizations, right? 
So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a blind trust that we have. Right. So I think that's the point that he was trying to make. So I think he was really just trying to say, learn to think for yourselves rather than just believing everything that you're told. And I'm just, and right. that's just me trying to read between the lines. I could, I could very well be wrong at what I'm saying. And maybe he genuinely believes that. I don't know. Right. But that's how I kind of took it the way, the way he was giving his explanation. Right. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me prove Let me prove him wrong real quick. Have you ever uh, walked into a flat? Like, have you ever walked I never just walked into like an empty, empty space on Earth. Like you say, you go to the the boonies, and it's just a flat land, and and you can see far, far. You can see the horizon on your left. You can see the horizon on your on your right. There's there's no there's no buildings in sight. There's no there's no there's no uh, there's no mountain. It's just flat, and you just see the grass. But if you look up in the sky, what do you see? You see the clouds, right? And if you look, if you follow the clouds, if you follow the sky down to the horizon, it looks like what? That the horizon is touching the ground. If the earth was so-called flat, the horizon would not look like it's touching the ground. Okay, I'm not saying... It'll be parallel. I'm not saying the earth is flat. It'll be parallel. I'm not, I'm not saying the no, earth I, is flat. I know you're not, <laughs> not saying that you're saying flat. I'm just saying if the earth was flat, the sky itself would be parallel to the ground. No, I get that. What I'm saying... And again, I'm just... I'm just trying to read between the lines of what he said, right? Nah, he said something he stupid. He did. I'm not saying he didn't say something <laughs> stupid, right? But what I'm saying, though, is I think the point that he was trying to make, because I remember they kept following it up with him after, right? He was basically, what I thought is he, he was alluding to was that, like, basically use your own judgment, right? Don't always just believe mm-hmm. everything that's being told to you. And in principle, I kind of agree with that. And sure, I, always, sure. I agree, I agree with, that. with that. Maybe not for that particular thing, but there are certain things where I, I'm not just yeah. going to take something at face value. I think in everything you should never take face value. Like you got to think for and yourself. I think, and, and I think it. that's like, what you're saying. But the reason, the reason why I kind of went on this tangent and why I brought it up is because I feel like Kyrie Irving is kind of like I feel like he's a very intelligent guy, and I mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it's to the point where maybe he's. He's too smart. Like, he's too smart for the industry that he's in. Like, you know, sports and athletics, it's a meathead culture, right? No. But I think with a guy like him, he's a very, he's a high-level thinker. He's an intellectual kind of dude. And I think a lot of times when people say he isolates himself from his teammates and that he doesn't talk to them, it's because, you know, a lot of introverted people have that level of intelligence where if they don't feel they have much in common with someone, mm-hmm. they kind of, they, they pull away, Right. And if yep. you look at the people he was friends with, like Kobe Bryant, he's another guy who I thought who was a very intellectual, highly intelligent guy, right? Yeah, very, very smart guy. And yeah. they, they, I guess in one another, they saw a kindred spirit, right? And then right. his right. best friend on the Brooklyn Nets is that guy, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's another intelligent dude. Which is a special he's an intelligent dude. Yeah. If you hear the guy talk, like he knows what he's talking about, right? So I right. think what... With Kyrie Irving, and I think his mind is kind of opening up, and I think his intelligence has kind of showed him the importance of ownership and having knowledge of self. Because right. on that day, like on the day of the Blackout Tuesday, he posted like on his caption, and mm-hmm. then I was a little bit like, I was like, wow, like he's actually saying stuff that you would never really hear a corporate athlete say. Like he's basically. What did he say? I, I, I didn't get a chance to see like it. It's, it's, what, what it's it? a very long caption, so I don't want to read read it in its entirety. But basically, he's saying, "I'm calling on all people of color and leaders of change. Mm-hmm. 
we're ready for solutions. So he's saying we need to, um, he's basically saying we need to learn our history for one. Mm-hmm. And then what we need to do is we need to start basically focusing on building out our own culture and start focusing on ownership and taking back what's ours. So he's saying like, right. we need to focus on our own culture, come up with businesses and ideas as a collective and protect it just like the other cultures have done. It's time to build our own. It's clear white supremacy and corporations use us when it's beneficial for them. And we need to start breaking these generational curses. So we need to start taking our land and culture back. This is not something you hear many athletes say. When I was reading that, that kind of tells me maybe his mind is opening up. And then now that I'm hearing Mm -hmm. that he's texting players, like, let's start our own league. So I think... I think he's been proactive about it. I think I think he I think he probably drank the same water that I drank, bro. Because I've been saying this stuff for years, bro. And bro, he, you know he's proactive about it, man. He's all about it. Yeah, like, and if he could actually do it or at least take the steps to do it, honestly, I would respect the hell out of that because that's what we need. We need to start, like I said, ownership and assets, bro. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. So now, there's one thing I want to get into. So we had some comments from the last episode that we did. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna, some juicy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I'm going to read the comment for our audience, and then I want to hear what your response is, because I think this one was specific for you. I got one for myself as well. Someone asked me something, but I want to focus on this one, because I wanted to hear what you had to say. So I'm going to read it now, okay? All right, I'm waiting. Your guest says that white people should protest in their homes. And while I see mm-hmm. where he's coming mm-hmm. from, I think there's a striking symbolism to the protests being mixed between races. Blacks only make up 13% of the U.S. population, so it would be in their best interest to have allies stand with them side by side, and it makes it less easy for Trump to just cast aside their plight and think they're dispensable as a voting base. So I want you to take your time. You have the floor. I'm not going to interrupt. I'm not going to say anything. I want you to give your response. What is your response to that? Nah, I'm not taking my time for this, bro. I'm letting, I'm letting you know, bro. <laughs> like, if, we, if we make up 13% of American population, as you say, what do you think is more powerful? A field of all black people protesting or a field of all black and white people protesting on the street for the change for black people? You have white people in a mix with black people protesting social injustice, protesting racism, protesting social, like, systematic racism against black people. Don't you, don't you think, just think about if you're a white person who is racist, what do you think of that white person who's, who's, who's protesting with the black people? Right? Like, imagine if you are the, the white, imagine if you are a racist white person. Yeah. Right? How would you personally feel watching another white person with a black person, right? How would you, like, does that, do you think that would make you feel something, like some more empathy towards us, seeing us as more real, because you see one of your own with us? Is that a possibility that that would strike a a, a nerve? Or do you think it's going to be more of an irritant, more of a... more of an annoyance that oh that white that trash that 
that, that why, why, how, how dare he support the back? Yeah, like a you know, like saying? a sellout kind of thing. Like you're selling out. Yeah, you sell out and like your own, right? Now, I'm gonna leave that to that. I'm gonna leave that to you, whoever. <laughs> read that, read that. I'm gonna leave that to you to dissect how yeah. that racist person will, will, will see it. <laughs> yeah. Right now, as a black person, how do you personally feel that the exact same race? who's put your ancestors to the chains of hell, right? Who's putting your, who said, who made you have the hellish of a lifestyle that you have today, stand beside you to protest against the thing that you, the protest with you in regards to the change that you want. How does that make you feel as a black man? Do you need their voice to speak for you? Would you rather a white person speak for you to, for a change? Or would you rather your own voice? Are you man enough to speak for yourself? Again, I'm going to leave that to you. Yeah. Whoever said that. I'm going to leave that to you to, to dissect that yeah. for yourself. I personally feel that I would rather have my own voice, my own people, take a stance for change. Yeah. I don't want the white person to change. I don't want the white person to speak for change for me. Because at the end of the day, it's the white people who have, are the reason why we're here in the first place. Which is fair. I think that's fair. I'd rather the ally, if you want to be a white ally, you want to be an ally for us, change who you are as an individual, change your family, change your corporation, change those around you, and let that trickle. Let that become the trickle effect. That is when real change happens. That, I don't need your sympathy on, on, on the field. I need you to change who you are your mindset and change and, and spread out mindset throughout with your own people. We need the white community to change. That's the bottom line. We need them to see us as human beings. We need them to put policies in effect in their corporation because they don't want to hold own a lot of the corporations, as you say. We're only 13%. Yeah. We need the white owners of corporations to change the system that they uphold. We need them to change the way they view us, change the way they hire us. Right? Yeah. Stop killing us. Stop hanging on some trees and right and saying it's suicide. Right? We need mindsets to change rather than you speaking for us. You know, the only way that's gonna happen is by a white person like let, let, let me put this back again. Would you rather them protest with you on the street, or would you rather them go to their homes, speak with their fathers, their mothers, and, and, and invite them to change their mindset? The siblings invite them to change their mindsets, going to their own stores and talking to the managers and their employees to change their mindset, invoke a policy within their corporation that will help invite change to mindsets? Or would you rather them speak to change on the streets with you? Which one do you think is more effective or will be more effective, right? Again, that's for the person who left that summit. Yeah. And that's where I stand. Okay. So I I get where you're coming from. I appreciate this listener doing that. I appreciate this listener presenting this. So I think they brought up very valid points. And mm-hmm. I do agree with them though, that allyship is very important and i think in a battle like this we do need allies but we need to be careful now with that with with allies 
and what that entails, yeah. right? I would the only thing I would say is as an ally, don't drown out the voices that are already there and try to take over the movement. Don't do like, that. Like Bishop Bell said, the streets will speak for us. Exactly. So just be a listener in a situation like this. Listen to what issues need to be addressed and then take the appropriate Enact it. and yeah, take the appropriate mm-hmm. measures Action. to actually implement the changes yeah. that are being requested. Justice reform. You know, get rid of the inequalities that exist within the justice system. Like, things like that. That's what matters. So, I'm going to come with the next comment. I think this... Okay, so this one was directed more towards me. And, okay. of course, it has to do with uh, my stance on looting. I don't know why. I don't know why that's so, like, <laughs> controversial for people. But uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it right now, okay? All right, go ahead. I understand where you're coming from in regards to the looting and the rioting. But after watching this video from John Oliver, that changed my perspective. Mm -hmm. It would be cool if you could watch it and give your analysis on it. Would love to hear about it. And then this person sent me the link that they were referencing. So I watched a video. It was three minutes and 42 seconds. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I swear, I swear to you before I watched the video in my mind, Mm -hmm. I had my own belief on what the video was going to be about, okay? And then after I've watched... But, yeah, go ahead. And after I watched the video, it literally mm-hmm. confirmed it to a T, bro. So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break all of this down now. But this is the video... I, I alluded to this video a while back when I was talking about looting and stuff, right? Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break this down because this video confirmed what I already believed. But let me... I, I, I'll explain all that. So, mm-hmm. and it, it's like I've been saying for the past couple of weeks now. These people are getting encouraged to do something by people who are not out there with them. Mm-hmm. I will give him some credit. A little bit of credit I'll give him is that he said we need to do much more than cops kneeling to make a change. So basically, he's talking about gestures again, right? Yeah. So the fact that he's acknowledging it, I'll give him some credit, but I'm not going to give him a lot of credit for it because he's just acknowledging a fact that we already know. Kneeling mm-hmm. doesn't do nothing. I said it last week before I ever saw this video. You can kneel yeah. until you get arthritis in the knees. It means nothing, right? But mm-hmm. I'm going to continue though. So in the video, and he literally says this word for word, I'm quoting him directly. White supremacy runs so deep and it's critical that we all grab a fucking shovel. So my question for John Oliver is where is his shovel? Why why doesn't he hit the streets with his shovel and take down some of these buildings? Since he has no problem with it, he should just go out there and do it. This is the point that I was trying to make for the past couple of weeks and I hope people understand it a little bit better now. But why... Are you encouraging these poor, disenfranchised people to do something that will destroy their communities and cause them to suffer in the justice system? And again, this goes back to my thing with liberal whites. I don't want to, I don't, I hope it doesn't feel like I'm going too hard on them, but I got to get this off my chest. <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be able to get over it. But one thing, um, they got, they got, they got, they got, they got all the privilege of the world, man. What, with them, so one thing fine. I noticed about them is they like to put a battery in people's back, and they encourage them mm-hmm. to do something that is that they know they themselves would never do. With yeah. this guy John Oliver, 
I don't mm-hmm. know if the guy has kids or not, but I guarantee you that if he does have kids or if he did or whatever, he would not let them participate in any rioting or looting. But he would ha- he has no problem telling black people to do it. And it's like I keep saying right. in the previous episodes, like this guy is sitting in a studio behind a camera encouraging people to do this. He's not out. Speaking is dumb. Yeah, speaking is yes. Dumb. He's not out there on the streets with you. He's just talking his shit, and he's getting paid for it. If he, if he, if he did that while looting a a, a building, yeah, thank, yes, I respect it. So here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? So the people who are looting and rioting, okay, particularly the black people, they're the ones that are gonna have to suffer. And right. and like I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, our people can be overly emotional. And I don't blame them because right now this is a difficult time, right? And mm-hmm. literally, I've been saying that our people are overly emotional. And you know what he references in the clip? He shows a video of a black woman who clearly looks like she's having an emotional breakdown as and is experiencing some trauma. And I can understand her pain, but you cannot react emotionally to everything. In a situation like this, we have to be logical and we have to be strategic. But this guy is exploiting that poor woman's pain. And I really want to make this clear to people that these people in these neighborhoods, they are struggling. They have a lot of economic uncertainty. Jobs are being lost. And these people really don't know if or when they're going to have their next meal. And for you to encourage them to commit acts that will destroy their communities and that could jeopardize their future by getting a criminal record that to me is wrong and irresponsible. And John Oliver, he is talking out of his ass in a studio. He doesn't care what happens to these people. He's just saying whatever he has to say to get ratings. If he feels so passionate about dismantling a white supremacist system, then you know what? Do something about it. Take your own advice. Grab your grab your shovel and start setting some shit on fire. Right? Like you hit the street. Like he, you hit the street. John Oliver, you get on the streets and you get started. I am willing to bet that he has not attended a single protest. And I am willing to bet my life he will not join one. And I guarantee he himself would never do any, even if he went to a protest, he would not participate in any looting or rioting. If he has or had kids, I don't know what the situation is. I don't know about this guy, but I guarantee he would not encourage his kids to do it. So I'm going to tell people, be very careful about someone who's putting a battery in your back to do something that they would never do. I am telling you, he would not do it. Okay. He doesn't care about you people. He's just saying it for the entertainment value. He doesn't care. Listen, he's a white guy who has benefited from a white supremacist system. I'm sure he has. So he is the perfect candidate to do the rioting and the looting. He has money, so he can take care of himself in the justice system. He's white. So he's, he's probably going to get tried softer. So instead of encouraging black people to do damage, you go out there and you do it. Stop putting a battery in people's back. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, man. Point well taken, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bravo. That was that for you. You got that off your chest. I man. got it off my chest, bro. And, <laughs> and you, like, it, like, it was eating at back. Like, they're exploiting them. Right, they're trying to pull us back in the hole. That's what we mean, bro. Yeah, man, it, it, it's not, not cool, bro. Stuff. It's not right. Yeah, definitely agree, man. And, and, like you said it all. But you know, one story I want to share though, and I want, I can actually give an example of this. You know, when I used to, uh, when I went to York, right? 
Right. I remember one time I went to uh, Good Life. It's on Keelan Highway 7. Right. And then me and my friend were, like, playing basketball. We used to play basketball at that gym. And then it was two of us, and then there was these two white guys. And then we were kind of, like, just having a conversation after a game. And then the topic of um, internships came up. And then one of the guys, he says to me, he's like, oh, you know, if you want to apply for an internship, you should get a sign. Like, you know, like, little signs that homeless people put up, right? Right. He was like, you should get a sign. You should stand on the road or on the street and say, I have skills. You should hire me. So I told this dude, I'm like, bro, like, are you serious? So I told the guy, I'm like, oh, I'm like, is that how, I'm like, is that how you got your internship? He's like, oh, no, I just I just applied through my school. So why the hell are you telling me? Why the hell are you giving me advice that you yourself won't even follow? Like, who the hell are you? Like, who the hell are you to give me that kind of advice? Right. But this is what this is what liberal white people do. I don't know what their intentions are. And I don't. I don't want to get into that whole thing, bro. Like I said, like but, they want, they want to see you not succeed, bro. That's basically they don't want. I you think, to be great. I think, and honestly, like I can't help but feel that's the truth because why would you put a battery in someone's back to do something that you yourself would never do? It makes no sense to me, bro. Like when I watch this video and this guy's saying, "Oh, we need to take our shovels." What do you mean, we? You take your shovel and you do it. Why the hell are you telling them to do it? If he said we need to take our shovels. Meet me at X place at this time. Yes, can we do it together? Yes, bro, I, I respect it. But you're talking behind the desk in a friggin' multi million dollar TV grief. studio telling people to go out talking grief. Yeah, bro, and that, that's not right, bro. man. That's not right. So, to the you know, the person who submitted that question, I want to thank you for bringing that to my attention. You know, I, I obviously I appreciate you listening and I appreciate the feedback. yeah, thank you. That's my analysis. Share with your friends and family, yeah. And that's my analysis on John Oliver. Like that's that's my stance, bro. <laughs> that's a great stance, man. Yo, man, that's crazy, bro. That is crazy, man. This life, man. I don't know what to say about this life anymore, y'all. It's it's wild. It's crazy. People are still getting shot, hung from trees. What a time to be alive, but bro. I, I hope I hope. What Jesus, a time I, to be alive. I, I really want change. I mean, twenty twenty has been a, a year of change. But you know mm-hmm. one thing that I that I want to say too is yeah. I'm not one of these colorblind people. Oh, for sure. So I'm not one of I those, see color. I see color, right? And I, yeah, I, I acknowledge it. I know it exists. It is what it is. Right? Yeah. But my thing yeah. is, my thing with everything is mentally, like, I, I reached a point mentally where I kind of transcended race. Yeah, I know my, I know my skin color. I know the obstacles that exist or whatever. But mm-hmm. I also know that... I'm not going to let nothing hold me back. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that doesn't mean that we don't need social change. We do need social change, right? I'm at, right. I'm at a point where I'm done with the circular conversations. Like I don't want to keep having conversation and dialogue about race. I don't want to have that talk anymore. In my right. in my mind and in my heart, I really believe it's going to come down to ownership and assets. And I know I keep referencing that, but to be honest with you, it's what it's going to come down. Mm-hmm. It's what it's going to come down to. So I right. I encourage people who are listening to this that the key takeaway is to find your talents, find what you like, find something that you that you're interested in, and try to develop a skill set. Right? Try to yes, absolutely leverage that skill set. If you have to go to school, go to school. If you have to pursue a trade, pursue a trade. If you have to go on YouTube multiple hours in a day and learn how to do something, just do it. And really focus right. focus on leveraging that talent and that skill set, and see how you can translate it into something meaningful and sustaining. It's not going to be easy. Right. It's going to be hard as hell. It's going to be difficult. You're going to face a lot of 
setback, uh, disappointments, heartbreaks, obstacles, but it is possible. And I think that's where our focus and our attention needs to be. Yes, we still need to address the systemic issues that exist, right? Absolutely. We need to address those problems, but we need to graduate from the conversation and now move towards action. I definitely agree with everything you said, man. Like, we definitely need to make ourselves better, start owning our own businesses and stuff like that, so that we don't have to worry about being hired by some white old white man. And the only way we can do that is by bettering ourselves, man, yeah. our skills, our talents that we have, and honestly, being a better community, uh, collaborating more with each other. I agree, yeah. Um, supporting another stop killing each other when it comes to killing us yep you know i I just think we gotta respect each other more to change our identity like who we are like how we view ourselves and we need to you know we need to i think you know start like um appreciating each other more i think Um, right like and and supporting each other more like like stop stop grilling each other when you see each other on the road Mm -hmm. who cares about if you like red or blue like you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, we are a community where, we're like, mm-hmm. we all have the same thing in common. White people don't like us. Bottom line. Why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not a thing that all race have in common. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, we are so unique in that sense that, like, we know a whole entire race don't even like us, bro. Yeah. So why is it that we even see that, like, and, and use that, empower ourselves to overcome that, that struggle together as a community? And I think again, that's where we need to we need to head now. We gotta be the change, you know. Exactly. what I'm saying we gotta just come together as a nation and uh, as a community, I should say, and 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 invest in one another um, and, and progress what we have, what we owe, hire our own, you know. Yeah. Like the like the Chinese people, they hire their own. Like like it, it's like that for them. We gotta hire our own and and not to stress about. If someone so thinks of me, like yeah. wearing a proper tie and talking proper, whatever that means, you know what I'm saying? Like we gotta become that Wall Street yeah. again. And I think get held like you don't feel held back or defeated by society. Like for me, like <laughs> right, yeah, like, for like me, I feel like all the world like you like it doesn't matter who I go up against. Like it, to me, like I feel like with like I believe in myself enough. It doesn't matter what obstacles are in front of me or what what challenges I'm faced with, I feel like I can overcome it regardless. You know what I mean? That's not easy. You know, and I know it takes like, and you know, some people have different obstacles and certain things that they're battled with, but I think we need to start developing that mentality. Like, yes, we know there's racism. Yes, we know there's injustices, but we can still overcome it despite those things. Right. Yes. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be hard, but it can be done. And that's what I really want the message to be. Definitely, definitely, definitely agree with that. All right, Zaz, you got anything you want to add? Um, nah, like I appreciate you for having me on. With that being said, man, make sure y'all subscribing to the Vote definitely yeah. publication. You know, Spotify, my Apple. boy Yusuf out here. <laughs> my boy Yusuf out here. You know, doing this thing. Zaz, I make sure y'all social media. Um, you know, make sure you share this. Listen to all your friends and family. Don't don't hold back, man. Because yeah. Uh, we're, we're we're preaching we're preaching love and how we can better help each other and we're the only community. and i honestly and i listen to a lot of podcasts we're the only podcast that really gives tangible solutions like everyone just talks about the problem but we actually talk about potential solutions to these problems so i think that's what makes i think that's what makes what we do different yeah man if y'all have any questions for us let us know yeah you know where to hit us up yeah. at 
DM. Um, uh, you can DM. You can DM um, any questions or comments you have. Yusuf underscore A official or what's your what's your IG? Zazuoki Z A Z U O K E. Both in Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, and also too, um, if you go on the website, vaultpublications.com. A lot of people do this. You guys can uh, just send your emails through there. I'll see them and then I'll respond to your comments on air. Uh, whenever we broadcast, I'll definitely respond to them like we've done these past few episodes. You know, I like hearing from you guys. It's fun to get your guys' perspective and we can have conversations on it. Thank you. Thank you as always. We're going to get you back on again. Hey, man. Anytime, man. I, I love it. Thanks for having me. This is beautiful. Um, quarantine has just been an a, a enlightening moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. You know, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Always, bro. Take care, man.